0: Okay. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bush Beat on Radio Tab.
1: They come onto the home turn now, 350 meters to go. And into the stretch and it's Ladude. He's trying to sprint. He shows the way up by a couple of links. Regal Reese is coming on the outside. He's appearing. And getting up along the inside was Pro An. Ladude leads. Regal Reese coming at him. Pro An is up along the inside. Regal Reese is coming out up. Ladude is fighting on gamely. Regal Reese on the outside is coming at La Regal Reese gets to the lead. And it's four winners for Michael Murphy. Regal Reese wins. Second place goes to LaDude. Third was Prohan, followed by Chinchin, Chin, Biller and JJ. Yes, it was a big day out for Michael Murphy. Five rides for four wins and a fourth going back to Derby Day at the Yapoon Turf Club, taking out that Country Cups qualifier aboard Regal Reese. We've got plenty of news to tell you about from the Country Cups qualifiers and the Stampede qualifiers over the last couple of weeks. On Derby Day at uh, Home Hill, the Cups qualifier went to La Drama on Melbourne Cup Day at Cumbia. The uh, Cups qualifier went to rather salubrious at Charleville on, on Melbourne Cup Day, my cousin Bossy, and then last Saturday to coincide with Stakes Day, it was Hanover Square. As we continue to focus on the 2020 Racing Queensland Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampedes as well, as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tam. Lots of news coming your way on the show today because we missed you last week while we stopped down for that quaint little race that they run at Flemington on the famous first Tuesday every November. So on the slightly less famous second tuesday in november let's say good morning to rob Light. good day rob good morning tony and uh yes what a fabulous uh, melbourne
0: cup of course every year even though the crowd mightn't have been there and i like matt hill's approach going past the winning post the first time to no matter where you are in australia give a cheer because you're so used to that on melbourne cup day aren't you uh, when mm. you have the normal one in place so i thought that was a good line to come out with as, as a fellow race caller um But we, uh, of course, heard there the introduction, Tony, the calls from Yapoon, which I'll come to a little later because obviously this morning with the three, uh, lots of racing to cover, Derby Day, Melbourne Cup Day and Stakes Day with the various meetings, a little bit of a condensed program this morning because at the end of the program, we also want to give that uh, time to going through the Stampede and Country Cup Challenge heats uh, when Andrew Watts comes on board. So I'll tend to leave them out of that. Uh, when I'm doing the various uh, events uh, from the various places, but I want to head straight to Dolby because I think out of the weekends that we've had, there's been some really notable achievements, and probably the most notable came at Dolby on, a Saturday, on the uh, Saturday the 30th, uh, 31st, uh, when Miss Angela Jones, who I'm pretty sure Tony's uh, apprentice to Lindsay Hatch, first day of riding, four rides, three wins, one second. You can't get much better than that, Angela. Congratulations on your first day when she kicked off with Mark Curry with Miss Charlie Lynn uh, that got up for its first win in 31 starts. Then she combined with Ross Coveney for Toganagi Man, that's had three wins from five at the track. And then, of course, uh, combined with Ducky Baker with Joberg Jockberg. Joberg. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but I skilled that galloper. Five wins out of 24. And to wrap it up, she had a close second with By the Law behind Max Gell, uh, which was Jim Hanna's train, By the Law. What a way to start your career for Angela Jones with that uh, fantastic day and, of course, plenty of social media coverage going along with that one. The only one that uh, she missed in and didn't have a ride in was where another Sheila won the Class B for Wayne Oakfield and Scott Swedeman. So congratulations. Another new name in the ranks, Tony. Uh, Great to see and what a fantastic achievement
1: been lovely to be able to include some of these new names because it's something that I won't say we've been banging the drum about, but it's certainly been an ongoing theme for many, many years of trying to get more riders, especially out to the country areas. And I know you're going to touch on the likes of Leanne Henry coming to Longreach on Melbourne Cup Day, but it's great to be able to give these youngsters some credit for their winning rides, especially when they're new to the whole scene.
0: Oh, very much so. And uh, that country service, uh, don't get me started on it with the timelines this morning because it's a a discussion for another day. I think it's so essential for the apprentices to get that training behind them. And uh, we're going to hear another new name coming up a little bit later. But on that Saturday also at Barcaldon, it also showed the benefit of Have Saddle Will Travel because the far north Queensland jockeys Scotty Giddos and Noor Yardy trekked all the way down from Cairns. And they rode the first two winners. It was getting to be a bit of a worry if the locals had a look-in. Um, Scotty Giddos got up on begin for Kim McGovern in the benchmark 45. And then uh, Nooyadi, not to be left out by his travelling companion, got up for Patrick O'Toole on AquaGem in the ratings band 0-60. to 60. But it then combined back to a race-to-race double on the local circuit for Todd Austin and Alicia Ross Alden Base. Interesting result, Eschiel getting up over Bellenti. Uh, one came from the back of the field, Balenti, Eshiel led all the way, both of them preparing for the Country Cups final. It was an interesting clash, Eshiel getting the better of the day for his 12th win. And then uh, Red Red Rose combined for that same combination, and owner Lyle Balderson, very excited on course because he had interest in Eshiel and uh, Red Red Rose. Uh, and then uh, Tessa Townsend and Mark here's another combination, getting together and doing a great job. Gold say, the Roth say, taking the 1600 and it's a horse that really does enjoy that track. Of course, in the northwest, in our west of the Divide area, Tanya Parry continues to dominate, and she did it again at Cloncurry. Well, basically, the results based around her, she had the first three races, including a trifecta in the first, where Bakur or Dan Ballard got up over Keith's Mount, a lot of Fox and Temerity. Uh, then she continued on with uh, Keith with uh, Total Disdain, taking the second on the program. The third with World of Pain over Lord Windermere and Craigley Altoner. A good little race, and there's some good odds too. $15 about that winner. And, of course, Old Stippy Strategic continues in great form. Twelfth win uh, at the... Uh, first win at the track there, but he's in great form, and he defeated Charlie Catton in level eight. And one to watch out of that meeting. Shamanar for George Tipping and Jason Hooper. Two from two for the stable. Then you go up along the coast to the uh, north of uh, Queensland to Home Hill, and uh, there were heat races there which we'll come back to. Malongo Magic with the uh, Stampede Qualifier and La Drama with the Country Cups um, Qualifier. But it was the favourites coming out in the first couple. Hershia for Patrick McGuire and Graham Cleesey and uh, Keely Run for Ricky Grudge and Scott Sheargold. Patrick McGuire and Ricky Grudge, a couple of names that uh, we haven't heard much of, so good to see those extra names in the uh, winners there, and Yankee Tango continued in great form, coming down and young uh, Kate Southam combined with the Stephen Petiris Galloper to get up in the final event on the program, and these young jockeys continuing, well Michael Murphy, he's been around a little bit now, but that Yapoon result that we heard Tony um, McMahon uh, calling there, and of course the uh, Regal Reese with the Country Cups Challenge will be coming that to that one, plus Raiden that won the Stampede, well that was one of Michael Murphy's wins, one of three on the day uh, he combined with Raiden for Johnny Manserman. He also combined with Adrian Coom with Poetic Pete. Uh, and, in fact, it was the other Adrian Coombe runner that gave Adrian the double as well, uh, El Soros first, that had Michael getting his treble for the day. And, as I said, we'll be coming back to those uh, heat winners. Uh, but the other winner there was uh, bitter, Better Grey Magic, uh, Robbie Farr continuing in good, good form with the Alan Jones stable. And that was uh, the first part of the trifecta of the week, Tony? Uh, That wrapped up Derby Day.
1: Which then takes us on uh, where we skated through the Innisfail Tab program on the Sunday. And we're going to uh, look a little deeper next week on the show at the Coral Coral Coast Shield Qualifiers. There was a uh, a qualifier there at that Innisfail Sunday program. But of course then all eyes turned to Melbourne Cup Day last Tuesday and they were racing near wide and far.
0: Oh, definitely, and might be the easiest way. I just look alphabetically, and uh, look, there's some common features coming about in country racing across the board, and one of them is ladies riding the program, and it occurred again at Bunderberg at their Melbourne Cup meeting where the girls uh, with Kelly Gates getting a double, uh, Shannon Stephen getting a win, um, Stephanie Lacey... Uh, and also the other one was Rebecca Wilson. So uh, it kicked off with Ke- uh, Kelly Gates with Mr. Noddy for Glenn Richardson in the cutest maiden plate. Her other winner came for Bob Murray with Layla's Lad in the benchmark 60, so she in fact bookended the program. Then Shannon Stephan kicked in with Mr. Fuji and Kay Hill uh, in the Class B. Stephanie Lacey said, well, I've got to get in the action, combined with Mark Lewis on Prince Manitou. And Rebecca Wilson combined with local trainer Daryl Gardner with Elves Brief, a horse that does extremely well on the track, and you can see that that's why the odds on uh, price was there about Elves Brief. So Bundaberg, another example of the ladies riding the program. There's a couple of key feature meetings out of the uh, Melbourne Cup uh, day, and they were at Charleville and Cumbia, and firstly Charleville, where, again, we had a Stampede qualifier and a Country Cups Challenge. I'll come back in detail to them with Watsey, but just to indicate that uh, Ross Tilley combined with John Patterson in the Cup, the Charleville Cup, are my cousin Bossy. And I think it was something like 20 years ago that Ross rode his last Charleville Cup winner. In fact, he'd been out of the saddle for 11 years. I think 2009 might have been his last one. He's been making a comeback, and he's particularly combining with William Pugsley of late, getting winner after winner. And in fact, you'll see that from the ISIS report later. But this Street Boss 8-year-old, eight-year-old, took the Charleville Cup over Hanover Square, which we'll hear more of shortly, and Trommel Schlagen. And he's actually two from two at Charleville, and good result because he's moved from a benchmark 55 Galloper through to an open quality uh, win. So congratulations to both John and Ross there, taking the uh, Hometown Cup. The country Stampede Qualifier in more detail later, but Muron is now a dual winner of these heats, defeated Drayman and Tycoon Zip. But Uh, In-Form Anna Bacos uh, continues to uh, kick home the winners there as well at Charleville. She commenced proceedings with Pat Webster on Harbour Trick, defeating Not Liable and Sizzling um, Suzanne. And talking about in-Form, Matty Gray continues in that vein. He's been trekking everywhere. And unfortunately today uh, his mount in Townsville, Balenti, has been a scratching with a slight stone bruise issue. Hopefully all good there for the final down the track. Coins Road was the winnery road for Matty Crop over Great Brave and Kenneth Country. And Dan McGilvray, young apprentice, bounced back to some good form. And this was the first of the double for Johnny Patterson, actually. Master of the turf, took the benchmark 50 handicap over the 1,200 metres, defeating Spirits first and written guarantee. And uh, as I said, that's their feature meeting at Charleville. And it's really great to see on Melbourne Cup Day with so many meetings. They had the 48 acceptors and they had the number of jockeys there. Uh, who were able to ensure that there were all runners got the start. We're talking about new jockeys. Well, let's go to Gladstone. And young Cody Collis, been uh, following a little bit of social media comment uh, with Cody and they've been waiting for him to get to the races. Well, he kicked it off in the best possible way with Kevin Miller on Exocet Rocket. This horse is a good horse in form. Uh, he got up in the first race, the benchmark 65, by one and a half lengths over El Giroba and Bell Zoo. But that wasn't the end of the day for Cody Collis because he gets a double on his first day, both with Kevin Miller. Cody, of course, indentured to Freddie Smith in Rockhampton. And uh, Manila Miss was his second winner over uh, Ephesian and Rock and Roll Bobby in the Benchmark 55 handicap. So I know a lot of family pride and uh, excitement there with Cody on his day of racing. Congratulations on your great start to the career. And another young jockey, Jake Malloy, kicked home his first winner. Jake's with Paul Jenkins combined with Billy Johnson with uh, Barrican or Barbican in the maiden plate over Rock and Blitz and he's titillating so those two young fellows are another welcome or more welcome additions, but they were com- surrounded by the quality also of Sonia Wiseman, who had a double. In fact, it was a treble for Kevin Miller on the day because his third winner was, uh, was Isis Brumby. Uh, Kevin Miller trained Sonia Wiseman, ridden over Clusterfest and Glam Rock in the Class B, and then Sonia rounded out the day with Tracy Simmons with the decorator that I think also backed up On uh, Stakes Day at another venue, defeated Telloff, and we want it all. So, again, these young jockeys coming to the fore. Congratulations, Cody Collis, Jake Malloy. Cumbia, the big feature meeting there, 48 runners again. Great to see the number of jockeys there. Great to see a maiden winner like Miss Nasty finally get up for that maiden win. Garish Goumini kicking it home for Lee Wanless. Uh, at that meeting, of course, it was also a Stampede qualifier, as well as a Country Cups, a Stampede qualifier, diggity the Equiano. Uh, It's won its last three, Gatton, Wandai, Cumbia now. Plenty of speed about that horse over Metro Tramp and Music Scene. And, of course, the uh, Cumbia Cup, the feature event. Good on you, David Reynolds and Leanne McCoy, with rather salubrious. We'll come back to that in more detail. But it got up over Chamberlain and Red Devil, and David trained first and third in the race. And uh, it's going to be interesting when we get into the detail of these Country Cups and the uh, Country Stampede just to see how the field is taking shape. Other winners uh, to mention there were De Deheeris for Jeffrey Schrader and Ty Wheeler. Ty continuing to get that winner at most meetings of late. Uh, that was the class two. And good to see Craig Lee-Aryan two wins in its last three for Crystal Johnson and Louise Dillon in the benchmark uh, 50 handicap. And you mentioned before Leanne Henry. Well, at Longreach, we were pleased to get a couple of jockeys coming out from Brisbane, Leanne Henry and Murray Crawford. They both had success on the day, but Leanne Henry... She has been off the scene for nine weeks. Boy Foster got her out. She does track work, of course, for Desley down in Brisbane. Nine weeks off the scene after a track accident, jockey of the day, three winners. In fact, the first three on the program uh, plus a second as well and took the honors for jockey of the day and a third in the final. Her winners were another episode, which, by the way, is a half-sister to chapter and verse. Uh, the Golden Archer by, uh, for Boy Foster, then combined with that grand campaigner Zenday in terrific form, too solid at the end of the uh, benchmark 65,000 over better than gold and Wicked Grimshaw. It was a Boy Foster treble and a Leon Henry treble as our say got up in the third event over Cheeky Chops and Golden Street. Then Murray Crawford joined in with a surprise winner on hogues leading all the way in the 1400 over For the Records and Purple Trumpet. And Ben Winkle bounced back to good form after a second in the Longreach Cup two starts ago for Richard Simpson. Brooke Richardson waited all day to get that win, defeated Jarhead and Arcade. And great to announce also that Matt Gray is the Longreach Jockey 2020 Premiership, picks up the $600 first prize, even though he wasn't there. He's at Charleville. He had a lead that they could not catch. But at Mount Isa, Ray Hancock and uh, George Tipping were the stars, Ray with a treble, George with the double. It started with George and Ray with um, Why You Like That in the Maiden Plate, taking it out over Lingy and Hidden Storm. Uh, then he combined also with George with a, a Warren Bungle uh, in the Class 1, took that event over the 1,100 metres. Uh, Stephen Royce and Ray Hancock then cr- completed the, the treble. King Langdon getting up in the benchmark sixty. We wouldn't report without a ten-year parry win, and it's wicked, Wicky. This time of the year, he loves the track, and he gets going really well at this time of the year. He's qualified for the uh, Stampede. He defeated Safty and Bowie, uh, Bowie Rocks, so a good win there. And the other winner was High Zero for Jimmy Jackson. Now Jim's had a winner just about, I think, at every the last three meetings. Dan Ballard, of course, combining there over Static Lift and Christmas Creek. Um, and I think that wrapped up. I left alone, Tony, the uh, the clubs like Mackay and that. Uh, I know they were non-TAB meetings, but just for time concerns, although I must say that it, uh, Mackay, Trinity, Ben and Justin Stanley certainly stole the show, and uh, Michael Murphy continued in winning form as well.
1: Got to give Ronnie Goldson and Michael Nolan a uh, a rap as well. They had a double at the non-TAB program at Toowoomba uh, on uh, Melbourne Cup Day on Tuesday. It's always nice to acknowledge those multiple winners. And like you say... Uh, JP Stanley just seems to be riding winner after winner after winner up and down the coast. And yeah, another treble on Tuesday at Cup Day at Mackay. And
0: I just remembered I've got another day of racing, haven't I? You
1: have. Yeah, we've got to, <laughs> we've got to wind back to last Saturday that coincided with Stakes Day.
0: And it was Cooktown uh, Amateur Turf Cup Day, Cooktown Cup, and uh, Bonnie Thompson stacked them up and put them down and uh, slowed them up, and Bell and got up for Bonnie in the Cooktown Cup over Rock Spur. Uh, An arms race. And this is a training performance because it ran over a 1,000 metres first up on Melbourne Cup Day, mind you, this ex-New South Wales Galloper. Second run for the stable, this El Maher, and they get better with age. But uh, that's a big training performance by, of course, Bonnie Thompson, trained and ridden. Other winners on the day, well, Bonnie Thompson had a double. She combined with Ronnie Finch with our recipe, the nine-year-old by Churchill Downs, having its uh, 11th win over Emily Cass's Mount. Emily had uh, three winners on the day. They were cool attitude for Jenny Bell. Uh, also Dream I Can for Freddie Wheeland and Sweet June for Fred Wheeland, So a double for Fred there as well and a treble there for uh, Emily Cass with Ricky Ludwig and Serious Moves taking out the other event on the program. Chinchilla and again uh, we will be hearing the Chinchilla Cup coming off uh, the break and Chinchilla had the feature with the Stampede and the Country Cups Challenge. Tapper with the Stampede, Corrie and C- Corey and Kylie Geeran and Gary Gearin riding Hanover Square which we'll hear more of Leonard Morn and Paul Hamlin kicking home that winner uh, as well a treble for Gary Gearin as he uh, had the wins on uh, Pithanos with Donald Baker and also he had uh, King Bart for Cameron um, Byrne with Seratro, a name that comes a blast from the past from the Alfred Grant days back in the 60s, 70s. I think Wayne Baker got that winner in the maiden plate, and I might have missed Vice Man for Stephen Thomas and Hannah Phillips taking out the opening event on a very good six-event program at Chinchilla. As I said, the details for those uh, feature races coming up in the next segment, and we raced at Isisford with the replacement meeting after being washed out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that Oaks Townsend uh, combination to the four, Mark Oates and Tessa Townsend with the double. And strike point an up and coming El Hur, after a win at Elfa on the third of October came back uh, with a win in the Class B, not easy to do with a win over spice trader and hot chocolate, but most importantly took the Ross Cup with argento Perlo, the doomsday mare, three thousand dollar buy ninety two thousand in prize money since the uh, Long reach Cup on the twenty sixth of September has had four runs plus. Uh, it ran on Tuesday at Longreach in that sequence. So an iron horse, this mare, and she was way too strong for Arcade and Van
1: Winkle. And continue on with more of Bushbeat for you shortly on Radio Tab. If it's equine or canine, then your one-stop shop is Garrard's Horse and Hound. Check out this month's specials available in-store, Australia-wide and online. Don't miss the great savings on Mydivide Bonafide Powder. 12 kgs was $428.84, now just $389.85. Grab a hot price on Kentucky Gold Pellets, 3.6 kg, now $46.66. 46 dollars 66 Here's a bonus offer. Buy either 5 kilograms of Humidity Mix or 5 litres of Pulsate and receive 1 litre of Recharge valued at $30.82 absolutely free. New to Garrard's. Greyhound Martingale Nylon Collars just $13.06. More Mag Magnesium Liquid 2 litres now $115.50. And save on Equamec Wormer Paste. 6.42 grams, now thirteen ninety seven, And Equamec Plus Tape, 15 grams, just $15.15. This month's specials available in-store, online at garrardshorseandhound.com.au or free call one eight hundred zero six zero eight nine six. 60 896 Garrard's Horse and Hound.
0: The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat.
1: Something like uh, 18 or 20 uh, non-TAB programs that we've raced over the last 10 or 12 days, Rob.
0: Uh, don't anyone, everyone know that we're on bush beat at 10.30 on a Tuesday, by the way? <laughs> they should. Uh, it's only been 16 Man's years Man's that you've been the...
1: unavailable at this time.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, he bookended the program. The first five home and the first on the program. Uh, Dreamed the day away taking that winner. Combatant to Roo, his final winner. Uh, Mr. Tindall for Pietro Romeo and Olivia Kander came off a run at Mackay on the, the Tuesday as well. And as I said, Co- Cody Collis combined with Glenda Bell, as his third winner in that week period. O- Isis Jacktail over Zeb Lane and Harry Rocket and Delish for Natalie Summers and Ian Shaw was the other winner on the program. But a unique feature there for Johnny Mansman. He had the five runners, one through to five, in the final placings. And that is a wrap-up of those meetings, Tony.
1: We were so close yet so far from getting it all finalised. Just a quick glance at what we have coming up this week, following on from today's tab program at Townsville. Double tab programs coming up on Friday at Gatton and Emerald. And Emerald will feature the next of the Country Cups and Country Stampede qualifiers Then there's a Coral Coast Shield Qualifier meeting at Mackay with tab status on Saturday. Also Saturday, racing at Blackhall for the Baku Amateurs. Burdeket Race Club pick up the meeting at Home Hill. Now, this is to replace the Herbert River Jockey Club that was scheduled for Ingham. We had that advice come through mid-October or so from Racing Queensland that the Ingham racetrack is in the midst of remedial works, making it unsuitable to conduct the meeting this Saturday the 14th. So, consequently, that meeting has been rescheduled to be hosted by the Burdekin Race Club at Home Hill. It's also Julia Creek Cup Day coming up on Saturday. Mount Perry Race Club in action as well with their once-a-year Mount Mount Perry Cup meeting as well as a Burn It to the Valley race. And then on Sunday, the next of the Country Cup Stampede qualifiers will be held at the Cairns Jockey Club. So, a busy week coming up, Rob.
0: Most definitely, and those nominations at 11 o'clock this morning. And, of course, yeah, that Cairns uh, Tab meeting on the Sunday, I think their nomination closes off at 12, but uh, we'll be back in a moment, Tony, with a, a, a replay of one of those heat winners that we're going to discuss with Andrew Watts this morning. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bushbeat.
2: Heads are turned for home now. The irons drifted away from the fence. richford 's on the outside. Mr. Tickets head over square 's got a glorious run right up on the inside they 're right across the track. Mr. Tickets on the outside. Head over square. The irons between them. Headover square right up on the inside is finishing brilliantly and Hanover Square goes back to Brisbane. He beats the irons. Third home, Mr. Tickets, followed by Richford. Then came Jock Berg, silent flyer.
1: Hanover Square beating the Irons and Mr. Tickets in Saturday's uh, Country Cups Challenge Qualifier that was uh, held at the Charlwell program there with that uh, race call from Brett Moody, courtesy of On the Bit Racing Australia, who are going to have some big news coming up. And we hope to have more for you on the show about that next week. But you can check out their. Newly launched website, and I think they've got a, uh, a big release happening today, Rob, where On The Bit Racing Australia are going to uh, start expanding things along. They've uh, been very, very busy on uh, social media for quite a while with uh, the Facebook page, but now launching into their own website as well, and we'll have more news on that coming up next week.
0: Yeah, congratulations to On The Bit in getting that up and a launch in Townsville today with the Sky Channel meeting up there. But uh Tony, we heard there that uh, Chinchilla win there with uh, Hanover Square. And as we welcome Andrew Watts back to the review of these races, we'll work backwards uh, with you this morning, uh, Wattsy, with Chinchilla starting with that one. But the interesting thing, that the first thing we have to note, and we must uh, thank um, Cole Truscott for continually updating the points and the details that Hanover Square is actually ineligible for the Country Cups final because he's won a Metropolitan race in the previous two years and then you drop back to the Irons that now still has to get the non-TAB qualification clause of three non-TAB runs well that might leave Mr Tickets in the uh, in the show but uh, what's well, this becomes a bit of a form line because we know that Hanover Square won a battle of the bush so therefore if the Irons can qualify with the non-TAB he stands out as a serious prospect in this race just using that form line good morning to you and uh, let's go through these results
2: Yeah, you're throwing a spanner in the works, Rob. I was ready to go back to the Derby day. But anyway, (laughs) good morning, uh, Tony and and Rob. Hanover square, interesting runner. I I thought the mile might have been just a a touch out of his grasp as well, but he certainly ran well in the Charler Cup, which we'll get to shortly, and a strong win up against the fence um, there at Chinchilla on Saturday. Good win. The Irons um, was uh, making play up in front. And a good run, and as we discussed off-air earlier, Rob, this horse has won out to the 2,000, so it, it um, ticks a few boxes if it does take its spot, the irons. And uh, Mr. Tickets uh, in third, just bringing, bringing up his form now, he's won up to the mile as well, so he'd take his place um, and, and do, do it justice there. And, and we've got Richford, who finished in fourth, who is a winner of the Gympie Cup, so that will be a strong uh, form race, Rob, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that six-year-old by the Hammer he's won 1,300 to 2,000, and he can sit on the pace, which makes it. But I'm pretty sure he's got two more non-tab races. What's he say? We watch with interest. That's the key thing, I think, in the coming weeks, is the formation of this field, and we go then to uh, that same meeting at Chinchilla. We'll stick with the um, going through both of them together. Sorry to upset your system, but it took me a while to get all my notes together after going through all those meetings. I had them everywhere. And Tapper, now this one's still got to qualify because of the insufficient non-tab starts, but it was really impressive in terms of the speed it showed. It's got one more TAB run, non-TAB run. Certainly got the pace to be on the lead. I do have a little question mark. It's one out to 1206. I do have a little question mark with this Excalibration six-year-old mare whether she handles the 1,200 strongly uh, going forward, but she was a winner. She's there, and Gary Gearen, uh, that was one of his three winners on the day.
2: Yeah, well, the final, I think, is 11-10, Robert Dooman, isn't it? Yep. So yep. we're back to... Look, I think it's a player, um, but I go back to that Gimpy run, and, and we do know Gimpy can be a tricky track as well, but it did get uh, convincingly beaten by hard stride that day. So it still does have one run to tick off, and if we go to uh, Osaka, which is the next in line, has qualified a win a couple of starts back over cash and run, Uh, has won over the 1,200 Barry Shepherds Galloper there. So, uh, again, as you said, Rob, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you've got to sort of start doing your form for multiple runners here. But um, uh, if Tapper goes into the race, uh, I think he could be a real player as well.
0: Yeah, I agree, and uh, the 1,100, you are correct, but why I keep mentioning is 1,200 is I think it's one of those things with the speed and the quality of horses. You need a horse that can run out that strong 1,200, even though they've got to only go over 1,100. Uh, I mm. think it's one of those cases where the strength at the end of the finish is going to separate these ones, but certainly uh, if it gets through the non-qualifying clause, uh, one to watch with the speed that it has. Another one that's going to be up on the pace, uh, Watsy um now we work backwards as i said so let's go to cumbia if you've got that screen in front of you um and and good to see david reynolds in terms of the country cups he's qualified a horse called rather salubrious with wins that stretched out to 1400 and uh he's won at Idesvold three back but he placed at ipswich on the pace last uh start and he has placed over 16 but i note he was soundly beaten in some of the races or this mare by highly recommended your thoughts
2: yeah, look, she's rock hard fit. She's a five year old mare. Um, good combination, isn't it, Leanne McCoy and uh, and David Reynolds? They rack up the winners around that region. I'm not prepared to rule her out just yet. Um, I think the sixteen hundred, as you suggested, may be a little bit of a stretch. But she's very, very consistent. Uh, six wins, 12 minor placings, 37 starts. So, again, very happy for David Reynolds to have a start-up and uh, it'd be great to see Leanne McCoy uh, take the ride there on the 5th of December. But, um, yeah, my query with, with her is
0: the miles. With the husband and wife team, she might have a bit of influence in that decision there, uh, Andrew. Uh, Diggity for the Country cups Stampede, sorry, the Country Stampede, Tom Maloney and Isabella Tay. Now, here's another one by Equiano. Plenty of speed, one out to the 1100, and one at its last three, so it's in form, but boy, oh boy, there could be speed to burn. So, Diggity comes into the, uh, the Stampede with a good chance, and it has got the right qualification uh, criteria.
2: Yeah, very, very speedy, diggity. Um, as you said, one its last three uh, has been very consistent on the provincial circuit uh, at Toowoomba. Um, yeah, again, I'm not sure about the depth of that Cumbia heat. Um, we'll talk about a couple of the other winners a little later. But um, definitely speedy. Has only won out to the 1,100, probably the only query there. Um, but uh, certainly um, I know there's a couple of good judges that are very keen to see where this draws
0: in the final. We still have a couple to get through, including Charleville, and uh, also we also have three to get through. So, Charlable, one of your favourite tracks. My Cousin Bossy, interesting runner, gone from a benchmark 55 to a quality, took the cup, now finds itself in a qualified position. I'm just not sure if it's a Charleville horse uh, with that particular track, Andrew.
2: Charleville specialist, yeah, no doubt there. Um, gets the mile okay. What a great story. I'm sure you've already touched on it with Ross Tilley. Um, 11 years between uh, drinks and um, wins his town cup on the comeback trail. So great story there. Uh, John Patterson had two uh, live chances, and I, I sort of tended towards Trommel Schlag, and I know Brett Moody felt the same way, but uh, my cousin Bossy, a massive win, a five and three-quarter lengths, hitting its straps at the right time. It beat, beat uh, Hanover Square um you, you know, you, you can't discount it, but I think it'll be a double-figure odds chance on the day, but uh, we do know it's going to get the mile.
0: Muron that took the Stampede qualifier has already qualified for Billy Johnson. Dakota Graham kicked it home. But Drayman now puts itself into the ranks, and we know this horse loves to lead. Uh, again, I would suggest that 1,100 might be the query, but uh, Dave Riewold now has a decision to make. Uh, do we head to Brisbane? Because Drayman will take its place with Muron already a qualifier in a previous heat.
2: Again I just want to touch on muron Rob I think um if you had an all in market available now it'd be your favourite. he's a real progressive horse, a really really nice horse. um he did a few things wrong in his first win there at Charleville, but um the pennies really dropped with him now and um, he's a real player going forward. drayman um I echo your thoughts with the twelve hundred uh, with the eleven ten the strong eleven ten there. Um, but David Rewald puts so much into into country racing. He's a great supporter of the Central West and the Southwest. And and how good would it be to see those uh, red and black and white checks uh, face the starter uh, on the fifth of December?
0: And Muron, an interesting comment I'll make there. I I just feel it it one of those horses that loves to lead. It's going to be a key thing mm-hmm. to be able to lead as we go back to uh Yapoon and I'll rely on your notes because I've got so many sheets in front of me here Andrew that I'll have trouble finding them. Uh the uh, Country Cup qualifier with uh Regal Reese and the sprint with Raiden start with Regal Reese. First
2: thing I'll note about um Yapoon's so disappointing to see only 5 runners lining up in the Country Cup's uh qualifier and 4 in the sprint and uh, of course moving forward that's you you've got to doubt the depth of those obviously uh, with numbers as well as um, as well as the quality as well and and Regal Reese did beat Ladude uh, in the Country Cups race um, it's won two of its last three since uh, joining the Chris Adard team three quarter length victory over Ladude now we'll see Ladude line up on Friday at Emerald so that'll be um uh, interesting to see if that forms Frank. Regal Reese ticks some boxes. He's won out to the 1,600. He's got a good win strike rate. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to see uh, how Ladoo performs on Friday before I make a a um, decision on uh, whether or not I've got that in my uh, final numbers
0: yeah and uh and Regal Reese also two from two at the track, so he's got a- preference for that Yapoon track and Raiden took the uh, stampede qualifier for Johnny Mansell and Michael Murphy interestingly unplaced behind district that's already qualified, and he's won out to the eleven hundred uh this particular galloper. the impressive thing carried sixty five and
2: a half uh super super horse um he's he's probably that provincial class a horse in all fairness. He carries weight well, though, doesn't he? Um, if you look through his past few runs, he's, he's carried 64.5, 64, 63.5, 65.5. So uh, he can carry weight. He's, a, uh, he's super competitive whenever he goes round. He's a winner of 11, placed uh, 13 from 44. 11.10s as far as he wants to go. He has won over that distance. I'd suggest, uh, Rob, that would have been at Dooman earlier in his career. But he, he can be a player uh, come game
0: day in December. And great to see out of the uh, home hill meeting two trainer names that are really pleasing to see representation. Benny Williams with Malongal Magic in the Stampede and uh, young Georgie Holt, of course, making a name for himself in the trainers' ranks with La Drama. Uh, Your thoughts on Malongal Magic and La Drama?
2: Uh, Let's go La Drama first. That was a very good win um, by La Drama. He he went round in the sprint heat at uh, Ewan, I think, and he was beaten by District District and then went... Went to um, Towesel and put on a little bit of a buck out of the barriers, and was fair to say he was he was unlucky there. Um, he won well the mile. You might seem to think it might be a bit of a concern, but he's a free rolling type, and if he gets his own way in front and ridden uh, to instructions, he could be hard to run down. So I've got him in the maybe pile at the moment, and, and um, great to see Saunders Racing uh, represented there uh, again on the big stage. And uh, congratulations again. Um, two Georgie Holt. She's got a great strike rate and uh Aiden and, and her do a fantastic job with the horses. So I I, I do rate it a chance and Malongo Magic. Um, Benny Williams uh, trains this one at Charters Towers, seven wins from thirty three starts, has one out to the twelve hundred, uh, defeated our recipe on the day. I'm just just won lost, a uh, down our, as our well recipe. On... Yeah, by by a length and a quarter. Um, Ran a little bit of time, 56.83 uh, for the 1,000. And we know Benny Williams, uh, he can produce them on a big day.
0: Also, unplaced behind district. Both of those runners you mentioned, there's three in a row now, unplaced behind district out of that Ewan. But that Ewan track is certainly one where you've got to handle the track. Great to see, he that uh, Cole Truscott is keeping us all up to date. It's all available on the Queensland um, Ra- Racing Queensland website, uh, and it's really starting to take shape. I'm not even going to suggest first fives or anything at this point because there's speed to burn <laughs> in the sprint, and there's a few leaders showing their wares in the uh, country cups, and, of course, Deadly Choices goes around this afternoon, carrying 65.5, but unfortunately, Balenti scratched um, from that meeting this afternoon.
2: Uh, and, and it would have been a great clash, but we'll have to probably wait till December for that one. But a big watch on this meeting at Emerald on uh, Friday. I'd be really, um, really keen to see uh, the track back in action there at Emerald. Obviously, they've um, been unable to race up until this point. Still no patrons there at Emerald on, on Friday, but we are uh, able to see it all on Sky Channel some massive nominations for the uh, one of the last uh, chances to qualify, especially for our Central Western Gallopers.
0: Yes, we tend to see that as we get near the end, the the nominations will climb. Thanks again for the contribution this morning, Andrew. Great uh, comprehensive review of those uh, qualifying heats uh, out of all of those meetings from Saturday through to Saturday, including Melbourne Cup. Uh, We'll be back next week with that Emerald one and also the Cairns one from uh, Sunday, and that will leave only Roma. Uh, And then we will come down to the final first four that will be both put on the mark and tipping, what's he?
2: Thank you Rob, thank you Tony and good morning listeners.
1: Good on you Watsi, thank you for joining us and just mentioning those last three legs as we've touched on there, Rob Yes Emerald this coming Friday followed by Cairns on Sunday and then the Roma Cup meeting coming up on the 21st of November and talking to my friends at Roma Uh, patrons will be allowed on course it won't be quite the, uh, the massive Roma Cup that it is every year, there'll be no camping available at Bassett Park and there's no after race entertainment this year due to COVID restrictions but they're still looking at having a strict COVID plan that will allow some 1,500 to 2,000 patrons on course so you can still make plans for the Royal on 99 Roma Cup for 2020. Uh, All of the usual uh, facilities will be there but just a little bit different to to what we've had in past years. I'm looking forward to getting back to that's probably about the only country meeting I'll get to this year (laughs) with all of the restrictions that we've had but yes I'll be out there for Roma Cup day on the 21st and then we'll have a very, very clear picture of exactly how we'll go after the 16 legs of both the uh, the 2020 Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede uh, qualifiers have taken us. Yeah, and it's not just a case of the winners. It could be third place getters get in
0: because they can all nominate and it'll all come down to that... Uh whether they're eligible and whether they've won one or won two. I think you'll enjoy uh, Roma, Tony. I'm just so pleased to hear that, you know, the clubs are getting the crowds back to racing because we've got to keep going in that direction. And hopefully next year you'll have a big calendar of country meetings to make up for, I think, (laughs) next year, Tony. Uh, But we'll be be back next week with that coverage and uh, lesser meetings coming out. Uh, just email me at News at OptusNet.com.au. Uh, I do know we've taken up a bit of time this morning, Tony, but we got a lot through today with Derby Day, Melbourne Cup Day and Stakes Day and that comprehensive coverage of the Country Cup Stampede and the Country Cups Challenge as we count down to
1: the final. Good
0: on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners.
1: Thanks to Rob Luck and Andrew Watts, for joining us this week on Bushbeak. Good luck to the club's racing this week. As we mentioned, Gatton on Thursday, Emerald on Friday, Mackay race on Saturday and also Saturday, Blackall, Home Hill, Julia Creek, Mount and Mount Perry. And then it's Cairns on Sunday. Another busy week on the way. And we'll be back to wrap it up all for you next week when once again we return to Radio Tab and bring you Bushbeat.